What's up and welcome back to the Secret Sauce Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Swink, and joining me today is owner-operator Dan Stanko. Dan leads Chick-fil-A Macedonia in the Cleveland, Ohio market. That's what Dan does, but what's way more important is who Dan is. Dan is one of the most transparent, authentic, and genuine leaders that I have ever come across. You're going to get the chance to witness that firsthand as he openly shares stories of success and struggle during his time with Chick-fil-A through it all. Dan has leaned heavily on three B attitudes to keep him humble and joyful, and he's going to share all three of those B attitudes with us today. Let's dive in. Dan, I am I'm so excited for you to join us on the Secret Sauce podcast. I remember back to our first conversation in which we covered some serious ground, everything from the Andy Griffith show to uh, to Matthew West, to leadership, and uh, and ultimately it was it was your authenticity uh, that you spoke with that made me feel compelled to have you here on the podcast. But I, I wanted to take a moment here and just say thank you for joining us. I, I'm excited for what you have to share with our audience today. Well, thank you so much, Josh, and I I'm really excited to uh, to be here with you. But before we get into that, I, I, I did want to thank you. There's an earlier podcast uh, I, I believe you made just uh, as you were going into or coming out of the uh, the indie operators group there. And and I just needed to commend you because uh, your your boldness for exalting the Lord and, and, and stressing the importance of a, if, if we don't get this right, if we don't have the relationship with the Lord right, the rest of the stuff is really pales in comparison. And and your boldness challenged me to be more bold. And I wanted to thank you for that. And uh, uh, I, I don't know if I stole this quote from somebody or I came up with it my, myself. I honestly don't know. But uh, but I just kept thinking as I as, as I, I actually listened to the podcast at least a half a dozen times. And, and, I, and I came up with it. I just said, our ability to lead is directly proportional to who we follow. And, and I just, I'm... You've challenged me to really live by that because it is so, so many times I kind of just want to take over and run with this this thing myself. And man, do I get myself in trouble. So I thank you for the reminder and and really thank you for your boldness. I've listened to a lot of podcasts and I I don't often hear that other than in a sermon. I don't I don't hear challenging people to get get things right with Christ and give credit where credit is due. And uh, and secondly, thanks a lot for having me on here. Um, uh, it, it really is an honor. I've never been on a podcast before, and I think that'll become pretty evident soon. <laughs> no, I think if you wouldn't have said that, you would have had, had everybody fooled, Dan. Um, no doubt, you're gonna you're gonna crush this thing. But I want to read that quote one more time for our listeners. Uh, our ability to lead is directly proportional to who we follow. I wrote it down as you were saying it, because man, what powerful words. We'll give you credit for it, Dan, because I haven't heard it before now. So until until somebody else disputes that, until one of the listeners of the episode disputes that, you're gonna you're gonna get credit for that one. Um but but I appreciate your compliment and your encouragement, Dan. I just I just know that uh I, you know, as as Josh Swing am not impressive. You know, if it's all up to me, um, if everybody else is is relying on on just who I am for their success and leadership, then they're doomed. Everybody is doomed because uh, because I know that uh, my faith is the the biggest part of what makes me who I am, and without it, I am absolutely nothing. And 
Um, I think it would be extremely foolish of me to get up and give keynote presentations and and speak to super successful business leaders without mentioning that key element because without it at all, it all crumbles for me. So I'm I'm glad that resonated with you and it spoke to you. Uh, there will certainly be some iron sharpening iron here as we go back and forth with all the ways that you you've encouraged me as well. Um, but I, I I think that's a great just I mean even first action step right out of the bat right right out of the gate is um is leader assess who you are following who are you following um, because like Dan said I think that's directly proportional to our ability to lead other people um, I think too many times you know as leaders we all we are thinking just completely about those that have been entrusted to us and not not who we are entrusted to, um, who is taking care of us as well. So that's good, Dan. Um, man, let's uh, let's dig into it. I got to know, I, I haven't asked this question before in any of our previous conversations. What's, what's the go-to sauce for Dan? <laughs> Never asked that before. Wow. The, uh, I, I am a sriracha follower. I, I just, I, I really, I, I call it something different every time. It's sriracha sometimes. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, but all I know is that it's the perfect blend of, of heat and sweet. You know, and I, I just, I, I just, I just love it. It's, it's awesome stuff. It's a, uh, it's definitely a good one. It's a, uh, it's up there is one of my, one of my favorites as well. Your, your secret sauce for, for leadership Dan, I've gotten to experience some of it up close and personal, but I'd love for you to share with the audience as you think about the unique way that you add value to all those that are um, that are inside of your sphere of influence, your team there at the restaurant, your your family, um, your community that you're a part of. I'd love to hear what are what are the ways that um, that you focus on who Dan is to ultimately be the best leader that you can be. Well. And again, I, I I don't know if this qualifies as a secret sauce, and um, and there are probably those who question how how, how much uh, influence uh, or I add to there um, with this. But because of my past, because of my history, because of my life, both personally and professionally, um, I've come up with what my beatitudes, Dan's beatitudes. And again, I might have stole this from somebody because I'm pretty good at that. I, I don't know. But uh, but until uh, legal calls, well, you know, I'll, I'll take credit for it. And it's uh, my beatitudes are to be thankful, to be content, and then to be generous. And I, I, I really, man, I fall so short, Josh. I fall so short with with all of these. To to be totally honest, because I am blessed beyond measure in so so many ways. But being thankful, I think, is the benchmark. That, that that that's that's the starting point because sometimes um I, I know that i can be guilty of reading my own breath and 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 actually starting to take credit for for things that quite honestly the lord has just provided and i just happen to be the fortunate recipient mm-hmm. and 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 uh so so i got to keep myself in check real easy because uh because because pride can creep right in there and so so i always I always want to be thankful. My most of my life, Josh, most of my life, I, I I've been the before picture, and I don't know if that's just a old guy talking there, but they, back in the day, they used to say, "Here's the before picture, and here's the after picture." <laughs> uh, and sometimes you see it when people power wash the sidewalk before and after. Well, generally, my life has been the before, and uh, and uh, and 
uh, for, for example, I, I owned another franchise or a restaurant for, for 20 years before coming to Chick-fil-A. And uh, if, if ever, if ever I'm feeling unthankful, I just go back to that because because um, my very worst, and I mean this, my very worst day as a Chick-fil-A operator is so much better than my very best day running that other franchise. It's just... Uh, it's amazing. I, th I think during during our, our conversations uh, leading up to this, you, you shared with me that the, the, the true it said something about something to the effect of, of uh, uh, operators or those involved with Chick Fil A who, who complain about Chick Fil A have probably never worked somewhere else. And uh, and I said, "Holy moly!" When you said that, I started laughing. I said, "That's so true." Because I tell people that this is this is restaurant heaven. We, we, we are in restaurant heaven uh, doing this thing. Or, well, actually, business heaven. And uh, 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 occasionally, I'll hear, I, by the way, I, I call that, my, that that 20 years there, I call that restaurant purgatory that I was in. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was bad. It was, it was, it was just not good. I, 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 uh, I, I, when I worked there, I, and I share, I'll share this sometimes when I, when I hear, other people complaining because because we're humans so so we have a bad day or whatever so we kind of complain i go no wait a minute let, let me share with you this because sometimes uh we we, we need to see uh, what somebody else walked through and uh and what other people are still walking through and uh and and uh, i used to work literally 75 when i say work i mean cooking food taking orders peeling onions slicing turkey I, that's what i was doing for 12 14 15 hours a day six days a week and then on the seventh day no it wasn't rest it was do, it was doing administrative stuff and because uh that that's just how, how it went but the cool thing was was that i did make a lot of money up to forty thousand dollars a year <laughs> uh, at one point so so uh and, and and i thought that was pretty good you know so even though i couldn't make my my bill payments i thought i i have my own business uh, but but through that through 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 that i learned i learned so so much and i, I you know god just taught me all kinds of cool things uh how, how to cater how, how to deliver how to create business how to treat that it was just kind of kind of kind of neat but uh uh but but i, I did want to share though too but when i i finally was was ready to let go of the purgatory and i was i was being interviewed at, Ch at chick-fil-a uh they, by the way i think there were like 17 interviews i think i set a record i'm not sure they, they kept saying you know, I, I did just enough for them not to say no but not quite enough for them to say yes I think it was like 17 interviews. There's probably some some of my fellow operators who know me who are nodding their head in agreement, saying, "Yeah, yeah it should have probably been 18." But but, uh, <laughs> but 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 I remember them talking to me. They said, "Hey, we're considering you for a mall in in the Cleveland, Ohio area." And I'm like, "Yes, okay," because I lived literally. Actually, that was my first Chick Fil A experience at that mall, by the way, too. Uh, prior to that, and 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 so I lived like five minutes away. And uh, they said, but we want to tell you, we want to be straight up. The mall's been there for about 10 years. It's never, never turned a profit. They said uh, the most that any operator there has ever made is about $36,000 a year. And they kind of 
kind of kind of paused, you know, and they looked at me, and I'm like, and <laughs> I'm waiting. I was like, what's the bad thing here? I was like, I'm like, I'm looking at six days instead of seven. Uh, opportunity is like it's closer to home. I'm thinking this is this is great. I'm like this this is like the lottery I just hit. I was I was so so excited. So, but um, I. Uh, I, I also I just need to share this with, with you. My, my the former franchise that I was in, the franchisor, I was told this, called franchisees a necessary evil, and mm-hmm. it's like, ouch! And and I was there twenty years. I never met him. Ali, I I met Dan Kathy when I came in before my interview. That's wow. uh, he he was in the parking lot picking up trash. I mean that's yeah. just. And I bumped into him, and it was just the craziest story because I, he looks and he, he looks and he shakes my hand and he goes, "What brings you to Chick Fil A?" And I said, "Well, I'm actually here interviewing." And he goes, "Well, good. Maybe I'll see you later." I had no idea who he was until he turned and I saw his name tag, and I went, "Oh my goodness!" I was like, "Wow!" But so uh, cool. Lots of gazillions of stories of because yeah. I, if you can't hear it, my voice, Josh, I'm really, I'm a rookie at this podcasting, but. Man, I love it. I love it. You know, it's been, uh, gosh, it's been 17 years. And I, I remember that first, the, the first interview when they picked me up at a cow spotted limousine. Oh, man. I just remember being so excited, seeing the waterfall at the support center, which would be yeah. back then the home office. And uh, it's, just, it's just, it just was an amazing change in my life. And I'll never, I'll never forget it. But I, Hey, do me a favor, Josh, because I'm like the rookie of rookies at this. Just, just say, Dan, we need to end this because it's been three hours. So, but, but if I ramble, I, I get, I get excited because I want people to know. I want people to know that this, this is not normal. This is just not normal. They have blessed me in so, 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 so many ways, and and and, and I just, I, I just need to tell you when, when I, like, I got into the mall. And and in our first year, God just blessed blessed us. Oh my goodness, Josh! Right, one thing after another. After it's just blessing after blessing. A, a lot of hard work by people who, who were there be- before me set it up to you know just put the ball on the tee, and boom, you know, it just just it was the perfect storm. Everything happened well, and because of that first year, it, we it, we hit a, a lot of records. We hit symbol and. Got a car, which I much needed. I had a Fred Flintstone car, and I could see the ground underneath my feet when I was driving. It was just like amazing. So, so anyway, but they awarded me a a freestanding away, and I I was so, so excited and and just ready to go. And it was only oh golly, eighteen months later or so, we 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 opened the doors uh, of of the Chick Fil A and. A combination of that first year, you know, I told you the pride thing. That first year, I think I started kind of reading my own press. Mm-hmm. That combined with the stock market crash of 2008, we opened that, that month. And we just got our clocks cleaned. And sales were, they were less than 50% of what our projections were. The uh, I, I didn't write a profit check for Oh, it's like three years. <laughs> it was really, really not, not a great start, you know. And it was like you're know, going from 
from my, my first franchise, you know, where, where every day was just drudgery to all of a sudden I'm in like the franchise of the century. Things are going great. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know, here we go. And, 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 uh, I'm going to be totally honest. And it, what, what I, this is why I'm so thankful. There's just one of gazillions of stories, but I was down to about $800 to my name. Okay. I'd already cashed in my life insurance policies. I, I, I was just struggling. I, I got a call and they said I was, I was going to have to turn in my, my symbol car because, uh, I, I couldn't afford to buy it. Uh, cause back then you, 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 you got a symbol car, you got the lease for, for one year and then you could buy it for like half price. It's really inexpensive, but it was a little bit more than $800 <laughs> mm-hmm. and I didn't have the money. And, 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 and I was told I, I was going to have to turn it back in. And, uh, I don't know if you ever heard the song truth be told by, by, by Matthew West. We kind of chatted about Matthew West and he's, he's one of my idols and, Okay, he's not an idol. Never mind. There's somebody out there who's going to get me on that, I guess. But but he's one of my favorite uh, Christian artists, and because I think he's really, I think he's just a good person. And uh, he has a song called "Truth Be Told," and it's like you know, somebody asks how you're doing. Hey, I'm hey, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine. Oh, I'm fine. Well, that was me. Anybody on the outside, including my wife and kids, thought everything was great. And man, I was a mess inside. I was just, I was just a mess. Um, I, I didn't tell anybody that every time my phone would ring, I, I my stomach would just start churning because I, I just assumed there's another bill collector mm-hmm. and I would have to just either not answer the phone or fabricate a reason why the, the check could be coming in the mail one day soon. <laughs> it was just, it was just, it was just not good. But, but just how Chick Fil A, I didn't tell them this, but but they they just stepped up and told me out of the blue. What I, I don't know how how they knew this, but I, I just feel that God's hand is that they just told me to go ahead and write myself a profit check, even though we didn't have a profit. And I know that you're going to find that hard to believe, but they. The, the amount that they, they, they told me to write the check for covered my house payment that I was backed up on, my car payments. It paid for both my daughters that we, they went to the community college. It paid for, for a semester for them to go there. It just, um, it, it, I, I was able to come up for air mm-hmm. and it gave just enough, uh, enough that I, I could actually breathe again and focus and, uh, and then they followed that up with, they told me to keep the symbol car. And I don't know how they knew. I was thinking, man, that's, that's a long walk. <laughs> it's a long walk for you to work. But they, they told me I could keep it. And they gave me a, a really, really, really low interest. They said legally they had to charge interest. So it was like 0.04% or some crazy thing. Wow. And they said with an unlimited deadline, just, just pay as you can and, 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 and those just, just a couple, a couple of examples that they, they partnered with me. They didn't even know their partner, but they blessed me with all, with their generosity. And, 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 and I got to, I just got to tell you, they really care. They, they really, they really do care. And, and, uh, so the beatitude being thankful, thank Am I thankful? Man, more than you can begin to imagine. 
what did we begin to imagine? So I'm rambling. No, this is this is beautiful, Dan, and I really appreciate you sharing some of these stories. Um, I, I'm imagining there's people out there listening um, that who knows what somebody else could be going through right now and the challenges that somebody could be facing and even the perspective on life that they have right now. And um, we can never be reminded enough of all that we have to be thankful for. And um, I, I just think about the the theme of that through your story with Chick-fil-A. You know, I, and my mind and this is the way my mind works, I immediately think about like, what's the alternative to that? So what's what's the alternative of that um, perspective of thankfulness that, that Dan has for, for Chick-fil-A and where he gets to work? And the opposite end of that is, is I would say, is entitlement. Is like this, I deserve mentality or why is this not happening to me? Do you know the amount of hours that I put into this? You know how much, uh, do you know how much I care about this thing? Why? You know, why am I not able to write myself this this profit check? It's not because I'm not working hard enough, because I'm certainly working hard enough. You know, where where is mine? Where's my cut? And that never ends well. It never ends well. It results in toxicity, right? In in ourselves internally. And then that overflows into our relationships that are around us. Um, nobody, I think everybody can attest to this. Nobody likes being around an entitled person uh, who thinks that they deserve it. Um, people enjoy being around other people with a grateful heart who have this contagious joy for life. And that's how I experience you, Dan, as somebody who has this contagious joy for life, the the ability to say, man, I, I'm so thankful for it all, right? Even even though the mall did, you know, I was only going to be making $30, $36,000 a year in this opportunity in a mall that had been there for a while and had faced certain challenges. I'm still incredibly thankful because of where I've come from. I also think about the elements of of struggle, those seasons of hardship in our lives and how they produce that gratitude. Uh, if nothing else, you get the chance to look back on those seasons of struggle and you get to be really grateful for coming through on the other side of those those seasons. I even think for myself personally, and this is this is a, a very small example, but I, I broke my arm several months ago uh, playing basketball for the last like three ish a little over three months i haven't had the opportunity to do something that i'm really passionate about which is playing basketball i've always loved playing basketball and i'm just now to the point where i can step back on the court and i'm coaching my son and doing practices and stuff like that and never have i been so thankful to be able to shoot a basketball again because i just haven't been able to for the last uh three to four months and so um i have felt even a, a small example of that gratitude that you're sharing because of all of the the struggles that you've been through along the way and uh, and now the heart that you get to have as a result of some of those things. So, um, so man, even getting to hear the generosity of Chick-fil-A, and I know that was your third beatitude there, is to be generous. Um, I'm just thinking even how, like, because they blessed you in that way, how much more you want to be that blessing to other people with the way that you're walking out the beatitude of being generous um, every single day when you show up. Um, I, I'd love to hear even some examples Dan, I think you talked about a season of your life when you were transitioning from the mall to the FSR and you mentioned like, I, I was reading a little bit of my own press at that point, right? We had seen some success at the mall. We hit symbol. Oh, we were at the top of the roller coaster and, you know, you start to believe, oh, this is all because of, you know, what I've done. And uh, we know that that's not the case. 
Um, how do you remind yourself of that? I and and even you know fast forwarding beyond um, the season of of struggle at the FSR initially, and you know to come out of that and to see some more success. How did you combat that the second time around as you were seeing even more success coming out of the valley back into the peak again? Well, <clears throat> I, I will tell you that that one, my, my my wife is quick to remind me of who I am. And uh and 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 I I I didn't always appreciate that, but I do appreciate it and I need it. I need it. I is uh uh we we had so many good things going there and, and god was just just blessing and blessing and blessing and then the audacity of me to kind of I, I never said it out loud and when other people would would say oh my gosh you know you achieved this and that and this and i would just kind of let them go you know let, let them go on for, for a while i go ah well and i would even say that you know the the, the christian the, well, well praise the lord you know <laughs> But quite honestly, my head was getting bigger. I I feel, and, and I I just, um, I I needed to get uh, knocked down to size. I really did. I and it was it, it's Josh. It's a, it's that subtle kind of thing. It's like I didn't I didn't know it at the time. I didn't think it. It's not until I literally was about to lose everything that I realized that man. If it were not for the Lord, then what what would I really have? And uh, and so that that's what I do. And I, I and I and I do. I love to read the read the Bible every day and just and and just focus on that. Yeah, you know, I look at you know David. I man, talk about you know God's guy and major screw ups. Like holy moly! So we're every anybody. No, nobody is is um, uh, can can avoid this. You know, it's, uh, nobody's above it. I should say it's uh, it, it is something that can happen quite easily and quick. And that's I believe I believe the the uh, the king of lies, the, the Satan, would love nothing better than for us to to get distracted, take our eyes off. You know, be be Peter. You know, just take your eyes off and start sinking, man. To, so take your eyes off of what got you there. And, uh, and hard work is great. So it's a wonderful thing. It really, hard work is really, 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 really good. But man, if you don't have the right goal, if it's not to honor God, and, and I mean that, if it's not to honor God, then what's the point? What, what's the point? To, to get another car? Well, I hope not. I hope not. Um, I will say that, um, I'm reminded every time I walk into a, a Goodwill store during, during, that uh that era we we didn't choose to go to go to goodwill and uh, ambed and all that stuff. we we had to we, we we had to and my wife bless her heart she 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 i don't know how she did it to tell you the truth we 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 had all kinds of creations from hamburger helper it's uh, like oh my god you know it's because it we, we we learned she 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 stretched meals out like crazy he, she may, and a lot of these things kind of have stuck with it. I still chop a good. I still go to Goodwill. Okay, it's still down there. Okay, and um, uh, the 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 different she because out of necessity she would make Christmas gifts for our family and friends because and they they're they're like how sweet she's making it. No, no, I'm um, yes, it was sweet, 
but it's because we couldn't afford to purchase. So, so she would get things and she still does that. She's, as, she, as we speak, as I'm recording this, she's making some gifts right now. And, uh, and she has for our entire team, she, she put together gifts for every team member and, uh, that she's, that she put together herself. Um, so, so, so I, I, you had said something, how do you get, one thing that I really try to live by is I try not to compare. I, I, I heard on a podcast, I think I, I, I can't recall who it was, but he said, comparison is a thief of joy. And I, I actually, I, I'm such a, a goof. I, I programmed that into my phone. So every, every morning at 7 a.m., boom, that, that comes up as a reminder. Comparison is a thief of joy. And, uh, it, because, because once I start, if, if I start doing that, then all of a sudden I'm never happy. I'm never happy going for the next brass ring. Uh, the only time it works to the benefit is if you compare yourself to somebody less fortunate and make you feel blessed. And uh, and so so I guess comparison could 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 help your joy a bit with that. But but I know that people, I, I have been asked this. I people are people are funny. You know, they'll say say, well, well, how does your restaurant do against compared to some other? Right? And I'll imagine some some other. And 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 I, and I tell the truth. I I say. I, I really don't know. I, I really don't know. I could find out, but I, I'm afraid of the answer. If if I if I'm doing better, then I'm gonna feel prideful. I'm gonna feel good about myself. And if I'm doing worse, I'm gonna feel bad about myself. And I don't think either one of those is really a good thing. And and, and I'll tell them. I says it's not gonna affect how I work. I, I'm still gonna get. I'm man. I'm gonna give 125 percent no matter what. You know, that's, uh, so, so, so I don't know if that answers your question, but no, it's, it's a big ball of wax there. So that's good. Um, I, I like the the piece about comparison that you just shared, Dan, it, it reminds me of a couple of sports examples. I'm a, I'm a sports nut. And so, sorry, I, I have to give some kind of sports illustration, uh, but, uh, but, uh, Michael Jordan, who's one of the the most successful basketball players of all time was asked about, does he consider himself, you know, the best basketball player of all time or something like that, a question like that. And he responded with, I'm not really concerned about that. I'm just concerned with, uh, with being better than I am yesterday, today. And I thought that's what made him successful is he was just incredibly competitive with himself with constantly being a little bit better every day that was the comparison it was in the isolated uh focus of can i be better today than i was yesterday is can i be a better version of josh swing right now than i was yesterday and i think that's that may be the only healthy use case for a comparison as you're evaluating personal growth you know, I even think about what you said on, you know, comparison maybe can be positive if you're looking at people less fortunate and it's injecting some gratitude. But unfortunately, I don't think that you can, you can create a vacuum for it. I don't think you can just compare yourself to people less fortunate and not also compare yourself to the people who have more than you. And naturally the way that our, our, human minds work is we, we constantly desire more. Uh, we constantly desire more and it, and it really never fulfills. And so if you open yourself up to that, you open up that can of worms of comparison. Unfortunately, I think our minds just typically shift to what we don't have and instead of what we do have. And so, um, I think it's great to be 
locked in on where you are. Also think about the famous picture of Michael Phelps and I'm blanking on his competitor's name, but his competitor was was in the lead and uh and looking back to see where where Michael Phelps was in the race because he was uh trying to gauge where he was in comparison to other people. And uh and in reality, uh Michael Phelps was focused specifically on on the race that he was swimming and didn't look over, didn't look up, and he ultimately won the race. He was he was steadfast in his focus on, you know, run or swimming to the best of his ability and not what other people were doing in, in other lanes. And I think we get into trouble when we start distracting ourselves with what somebody else is doing that even prevents our effectiveness as mm-hmm. leaders. So so much good stuff there. I'd love to hear anything else you have, Dan, there in light of the Beatitudes, uh, Dan's Beatitudes of, of being thankful, being content, being generous, any helpful practical tips that you would give to the audience that that you've seen um, uh, have a return on investment for yourself and how you strive to be even more thankful and even more content and even more generous every single day. Well, I, I will say that the, the last one, being being generous is the most fun one. That's uh, far and away. It's, it's the most fun. And 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 my my, my wife, uh, her name's Annette. She, she'll say that it's a blessing to be a blessing, and it's kind of a kind of a cool thing. And she loves to 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 do I, I, intentional acts of kindness. You know, stuff. stuff. She, she she makes it a point to do those kinds of things. And uh, I, I think that I, I don't want to dwell on the past, but I don't want to forget it. Um, I, I, I look and, and I said that, that I just wasn't able, I, I was, I wasn't capable of being financially generous back, back in the day. Um, I, I remember I, I got saved on January 10th, 1993 at 7 PM. And, and, and I remember going to church and seeing other people putting money in the offering and I didn't have it. I mean, I literally didn't have it and it took me. A while i talked to the pastor about it It was really a cool guy and he just said do you know do what you can do he's that's all you can do and so i made up for it we actually we we just made up for it by working at the church just doing things because we just didn't have any any money but then i felt so good when i got to the point where i could put five dollar five dollars in the offering and and it was hard it was hard but 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 it was it just felt good I felt good. And when I could finally get to the point to where, where I could really tie, man, what a, what a blessing. What a, what a blessing. So that opportunity to bless others is, is so, so rewarding. And, and it's a, it's a reminder of how blessed I am to be, to be in that, that position. So, um, the phrase, he who is faithful, little is faithful as much comes to mind as you're sharing that story in particular, Dan, um, talking about, wanting to be generous, maybe not even having anything or having to evaluate what you do have and what that generosity looks like. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, you got to get creative at times. And you talked about like, we didn't have any money. We weren't, we weren't blessed financially to be able to be generous with our finances. Uh, but we were we were able to be generous with our time. We were able to be generous by serving in the church and letting that be a form of generosity. And then, with $5, right? And then as it grew and you were entrusted with more, you're able to be generous with more. Um, 
I think that's that's powerful. If you're waiting for like the per- the perfect opportunity to be generous, unfortunately, I don't think that it's ever going to get here. <laughs> oh, it's it's a mentality first. It's a practice first, uh, before before it is anything else. So the the person who is sitting there and saying, you know what, once I have this amount of financial freedom, then I will be generous. I'm here to tell you that once you get there, you're going to be looking to the next thing. You're going to move the goalposts and be, oh, well, well, you know, just wait until I get to this other milestone and then I'll be generous. And it would just be um, inevitable long-term. But um, what I want to close with, we've got a couple minutes left, uh, Dan. One of the ways that I experienced you is is being somebody who's very authentic and and vulnerable and willing to share flaws and mistakes that you've made along the way. You talked about the Matthew West song earlier, which is a recommendation of yours. I listened to it. Truth be told, the truth is rarely told. We live in a culture of uh, perpetual I'm fine or it's all goodness. Whenever you ask somebody how it's going, it's typically the response that you get. But that's not typically the response that I would get if I asked Dan, hey, how's it going, man? Uh, You're going to tell me how it really is. And even things that have been a struggle I, I would love to uh, to hear how that how you've seen that impact other people. So as as you committed to this um, complete vulnerability and how you share those mistakes and the humility that you have through it, um, I'd love to hear how how has that impacted other people's lives and how would you encourage other people in that to um, to show more of their of their true self or not to be afraid of sharing uh, some of those mistakes that they've made along the way. Wow, um, I, I didn't see that one coming, Josh. So, but uh, uh, well, shooting from the hip is I is what, what I tend to do with, with many things in life. But I, I did share with you, I think, before we we started this this whole journey we're on. Uh, when I would listen to your podcasts, I didn't feel so good about myself. <laughs> I, I would I would say, "Wow, that that guy's man, he's got it together." That this this woman, wow, she's really. Th- I would I would I would think less of myself. I would just say, oh my gosh, they they really have it together. And and then I I had to catch myself and say, you know what, I I really think there's a lot of dams out there. I really do, and uh, so pray for them. Uh, so, but uh, but I think there's a lot of there's a lot of people out there who are hurting. I think there's a lot of people out there who are struggling. And a lot of people out there who are challenged, and, and a lot of people out there who are prideful. And 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 I, again, coming from from my past, I uh, I won't go into a whole lot of detail, but I had a pretty checkered uh, past uh, prior to knowing the Lord. And one thing I found is I was able, I was given the opportunity several times to give my testimony, and uh, in my testimony, I I would just tell about life my life uh and how how it changed when christ entered and 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 honestly and how i chick-fil-a is, is part of my testimony when i when, when i when i give it because anytime i could talk about jesus christ and chick-fil-a at the same time man it's like hitting the lottery for me <laughs> so, so so i i think that that by being vulnerable it doesn't mean you you stand on that mountaintop and, and whine about Oh my gosh, poor me. It's not that at all. My problems pale. There, there are hospitals filled with people who would say, Dan, let me tell you about something really serious here. 
mm-hmm. some real problems. And so I, 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 I think though that sometimes people need a little bit of encouragement and to know that they're not alone. They're not the only one. They're not, they're, 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 there's a, there's a lot of dance out there. There's a lot of people out there who maybe listen to the podcast and say, well, yeah, but that's their circumstance. They happen to be a Costco open near their restaurant. That's why there's, a, we could always, you know, we could always point that, that thing. But I think sometimes just knowing that we have a father who loves us mm-hmm. and will stand by us. And we just, we just got to be true to him and give him the glory. I, I think that that helps to encourage other people and as as true always said how do you know when somebody needs encouragement and i i, I you know still I, now i stole from true i don't know okay well they're breathing you know and, yeah. and i heard that on your podcast before everybody needs to be encouraged and sometimes just knowing that other people didn't have everything handed to them it's a kind of encouraging that, that hey i can do that too and quite honestly, if, they, if anybody looks, if everybody's ever, ever met me, said, "Well, if he can do it, <laughs> I certainly can do it." <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, I I appreciate your heart of encouragement, Dan, and your ability to think um, broad and scope to all the people that are out there that that may need help. And uh, and I know certainly I've benefited, and um, and I'm leaving our conversation feeling more thankful. Uh, more more content, filled with more gratitude than I was walking into it. I know that our our listeners would agree, and I appreciate you coming on and and sharing with everybody. I, I really do. Uh, keep being you, Dan, because because uh, this world needs it. Thanks a ton, man. Oh, thank you so much for the opportunity, Josh. Have a blessed day. You too. Thank you for leaning in today. I've got a couple of questions to leave you with before you move on to whatever's next. My first question is, who do you follow? As Dan mentioned at the beginning of our conversation, our capacity to lead is directly proportional to who we follow. You can't pour out unless you're being poured into. So evaluate who you are following. Second question, what does your relationship with comparison look like? How do you view the success of others? Do you need to delete some social media apps off your phone or maybe limit the amount of time that that you spend looking at other people's highlight reels? That's going to have a direct impact on the level of contentment that we have in our life and the joy that we can experience. Lastly, how generous are you with your time, your talent, and your resources? What would it look like to be more generous right where you're at? That's all I got for us today. If you want to connect with me, you can do that in the episode description. Stay saucy, everybody.